Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with lawyer, podcast host, and spiritual medium and psychic, Jason Zook. As a spiritual medium and psychic, Jason has been providing accurate advice and guidance within many different social contexts since August of 2004. He relies upon his intuition to forge connections to the other side in order to offer a unique healing experience for those who seek communication with their departed loved ones and friends or those who desire increased clarity. Aside from being a psychic, Jason is also an attorney licensed to practice law in several states. In 2018, Jason launched the Social Psychic Radio Show to explore various areas of interest involving intuitive guidance, self-improvement, and development, and so much more. He's got a great story. Enjoy this interview. Thank you for taking a minute out today. Before we get into your life, I want to know, first and foremost, how did you survive COVID the last three years has worked on all of us in, in very defined ways? How did you survive that time period? How has it changed the way that you live life and conduct business now? Wow, I love your question. Uh, it has been one of the most largest influences, I think, of how a lot of us are right now between the isolation, the fear, actually getting it. Um, I'm a cancer survivor. So when COVID came, I had already gone through a surgery two years earlier to remove stage one kidney cancer. So I had a mental gymnastics during that time frame. I'm 47 right now. So at 44, being told that you have cancer, even if it's stage one, it still triggers a certain emotional response and psychological stuff, spiritual stuff you go through. And COVID was like the cherry on the cake, I think. You know, it's, it, it I actually had one of my close friends' parent, mother died from COVID. And for me, COVID's not over in my mind. My mom just got COVID two weeks ago and was in the hospital twice and almost took her out because she's fragile and she's got pre-existing conditions. So I would say it challenged every part of my core, having to be isolated, um, having to go through that uncertainty, and then actually getting sick myself and going through all those things. It taught me the value of the moment live in the moment, you know, you still have to have your goals for retirement and long-term picture and stuff. I live in the moment. I don't hold grudges with people. I learned how to forgive my dad who died 10 years earlier because he kept coming to me in dreams asking me to forgive him. And it was during the long process of the isolation of COVID that I managed to do that. And I think for me, it shaped my context of how to approach this from the viewpoint that we have each day is a new beginning. And I remember one of the ways I got through that whole period of time was when I wake up in the morning, I would go for a walk when we, when we couldn't do much. I'd go for a structured walk for myself. I'd give myself as much of a semblance of a routine as possible. But psychologically and spiritually, I taught myself that if I wake up in the morning and try to find something to look forward to, look ahead, I would be in a better spirit than if I try if the days that I got stuck thinking about what we've all been through or the past. And so Mental health is a major priority for me as well, and being aware of if you have an off day, how to nourish your inner child kind of thing, try to balance things in life. So for me, it was a whole, I guess, reallocation of viewpoints of how I approach my life and how I approach others in my life, and it, it, it really has reshaped everything, in my opinion. Let's get a handle on exactly what you do daily and for a living, and I'm going to put sure. you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day, and one of the kids will look up and say, what do you do for a living? How do you answer I'd, that child? I'd say, hi, I'm Jason Zook. Actually, I, I, I'd say I'm an attorney. That was what I trained for in my life that I'm very passionate and love, and I'm licensed in five states, and I work on hurricane cases and help homeowners and businesses in those kind of contexts to be able to, re, you know, re, receive a recovery in their civil litigation. I wouldn't say that to a third grader, but I'm just saying that's what I do for my day job is I'm a lawyer. 
And my, my life has brought me on a path um, that I'm also intuitive as a psychic. And I've enjoyed being creative and doing what's called a podcast. And those three things have been my passion. Lawyer is my priority. And these are more, they start out as hobbies originally, the psychic stuff and, and the podcasting stuff. But I've learned to have an equal appreciation of all three parts of my life and balance it the best I can. So I don't, you know, I do the podcasting stuff during lunch breaks. I'll do the psychic stuff a very short amount of time on weekends. And then the lawyer job is my priority. But that's how I, that's my three rules. And I keep them separate. Absolutely. No, I get that for sure. So let's, what did you want to be when you were a kid? What did you want to be when you grew up? Ah, interesting question. I I used to pretend, oh, I want to be president of the United States, and I realized how much grief that would cause. I I <laughs> wanted I wanted to you know be involved in helping people and be involved in something that I gain meaning from. Even as a little child, I knew that. And I was raised by my, my I came from a single parent family, so my grandparents on my mom's side raised us actually with my mom, and you know we had a a blended family. And my grandmother always told me every day I'd go to a school, be a leader, not a follower. And so I guess that impressed on me to try to make an impact and a positive difference in my life. So that's why I went to law school because I was in college and I interned for Senator Bob Graham. He used to be one of the states, uh, the Florida federal you know, senators here from Florida. And his staff person saw a potential in me and said, you should go to law school. And then I looked into law school and that's what I've done for the last 20 years or so. So I've been a lawyer um, since that time. So all of these things that have become who you are, seeds that are planted in childhood, and obviously what you do is you give a lot and you're helping people. How did all that happen? How did those seeds become who you are today? You know, interesting, interesting question. And as you asked that, I just thought of this, because I was talking to my mom about this. I was born with a lack of natural immunities as a baby. And so the first two years of my life, and I don't talk about this much, but this question kind of triggers it. I was in and out of hospitals. I had pneumonia nine times. I had scar tissue on my left lung. They were going to put me over here, the boy in the bubble. They said if my immune system didn't improve, I might have to consider that kind of an environment to stay alive. And wow. going through that early experience and then have my mom and my family re you know, retell it and learning that, I, I, I had gratitude for the nurses and the doctors and whoever helped my family get through all that. And I think that kind of instilled on me that we're all here as a blessing, right? Our lives are not nothing. You can't take anything for granted. And so you could spend your time being selfish which a lot of us do, but then you can balance that out with not just being into yourself, but trying to help and make good deeds for others. And I believe heavily in the pay it forward concept, you know, and uh, none of us are perfect. We struggle with our, with our, you know, imperfections. If it's mental health, it's, a, you know, whatever those things are. Sometimes you have career issues, relationship issues, but when it comes, push comes to shove, I think for me that I find from my experience, even working with clients and being a psychic is if we can find meaning and purpose in our lives, it gives us added value and we may be less likely to be depressed or feel stuck in a rut. And so that's what motivates me is what can I do in my daily routine, even if it's two hours trying to help a friend that's going through a struggle or, you know, a client in my law practice or even a client in my psychic stuff after hours, um, I love to be able to do that. And the universe and God always brings me people like that. Like in the evenings, in the past two weeks, I was at Target the other day getting groceries for myself at nine o'clock at night after working all day. And one of my, uh, I got referred by somebody and, and somebody was grieving the death of their father. And I was able to talk to the person while I'm walking through the grocery store because I didn't want to let that person down. I couldn't, I didn't charge them as a free reading in that case because they were someone I knew, of someone I knew, I should say. And they'd never been to a psychic before. And so I, I did what I could and I went through that. And it was a very, it's, 
it's fun for me when I can do things like that because it makes my experience unique. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and like you said, yeah, obviously they're getting pulled into your aura. Um, what is it that you like the best about what you do? Like every day you wake up, you have these diversified interests. You're very busy. You're doing a lot. But what is the ultimate motivator for you to accomplish and get through your day? I realize at this stage of my life that I've been through a lot of challenges and adversity. And every day I wake up, and if I'm, God will, I'll be five, five years cancer-free September 26th this year. Every day I wake up, it's a new opportunity to leave a mark that's positive in, this, in my life, amongst my friends, family, whoever. And I, I feel like my talent sets are what they are. We all doubt ourselves. And trust me, I've been prone to doubt myself a lot in my life, especially like the last few years. You, get, you sit and you, you kind of just sit in your own and you, you can overthink things. And I think one of the things I've learned is to not overthink. And if I do start overthinking, trying to get myself and my mind busy on other things, and that's where my meaning and purpose come through being in you know, my multiple roles that I've been describing is if I can focus on doing things creatively, for example, on a weekend or working analytically in my day job or, you know, counseling somebody and, and connecting them to their loved one at another time, it can be a little dizzying sometimes because if you do all that in the same day, it, it'd be a bit much. But I pace it out in such a way where I'll take away one to do the other. So for a while, I was doing psychic readings more last year. Now that I'm doing the law stuff, I cut back on the readings and I just stick to the, the law practice while I become acclimated to this new job and new role. And then I just I just kind of go with the flow. But for me, that's that's what I feel like the whole pay it forward thing. If I have something that I have a talent that I can help someone with and make them feel better and give them some reassurance and clarity, after I do readings, I feel like I have endorphins that pop in. It's like going for a good run or going to the gym and having an amazing workout. The endorphins from helping knowing you could help someone spiritually and talking and linking them up to a deceased loved one or, you know, being able to do the other things I do. I just, I've been given these abilities to work with people, and that's how I see it. So you get to talk to a lot of people and help a lot of people, but let's say you could help yourself. Let's say you have a dream tonight, you run into the, into the younger version of yourself, and you can give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained through your life and the roads you've been down. What wow. would you tell your young version? I love that question, by the way. <laughs> I'll have to borrow awesome. that in the future. I'll attribute it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I would tell my I would tell myself, you know, don't think of the worst case scenario when something challenging is presented in your path. And what I mean by that is, you know, hey, you know, my doctor calls tells me you have cancer. Well, for a week or so, I'm like, I'm I'm halfway between living and dead right now. Uh, I thought of what if this what if the cancer is more spread because for three months I had a well, no two months I had to wait for the MRI to get scheduled to confirm it was just stage one kidney cancer because they had masses on other parts of my uh, other organs at the time that turned out to be shadows or whatever. So for those two months, I really thought the worst case scenario, but I had to keep a, a strong, a, you know, strong face. And I would teach my younger self, you know, uh, from many years ago, I used to get so hung up on rules, so hung up on, I was an overachiever, you know, in college, I was in 15 organizations, and I wound up running 10 of them, or in law, I, I just always got lost in the minutia of trying to be the best version of myself and for other people to approve. And I've learned at a later stage in life not to be as focused on what other people think of me, but to be more focused on what I think of myself and what I value and what's important to me. And so I would tell my younger self, don't get so hung up on the minutia. Focus on the big picture and don't doubt and overthink things. And if anyone comes your way that's negative, try to figure out a way to keep them away from you so that you can stay focused and do what you need to do. So in your life up to this point, with everything that you've done, what are you the proudest of? I love being a lawyer. <laughs> um, I love my podcasting stuff. 
the psychic stuff, I just consider it's intrinsic within me. Like someone has brown eyes and brown hair. I feel like the psychic thing got passed to me through my grandmother and my mom. And I know other family members are intuitive too. So I love the lawyer side of me because I had to work really damn hard to get that stuff and, and, and you know, borrow loans from student loans. And um, so I would say probably that. But I think maybe the, my my ethics and my morals, um, getting when you're challenged with challenging situations, being able to make the right decision for yourself and feel good about it afterwards. That's what I'm most proud of. I know it's a kind of vague answer, but for me, it's it's like I want to be able at the end of the day, I'll give you an example. My mom took ill. I want to be able to know that when she passes, I'm not going to have any regrets. And so many people come to me and have regrets when their parent passes because they didn't spend enough time with the parent or they felt like they should have said something differently to the parent. Or I know in this case, I know, like, I'm doing my all for my mom right now. And I have the last 10 years, and she did that for me. And so, like, I think it's just being able to give your the best you can do, knowing I have setbacks and stuff, but then also realizing in the big picture of it that – I know for the most part, I make the decisions and, and they're usually ethical, moral, and I feel good about that, like that I was, I was raised in such a way where I can have that. So what's been one of the best fan letters, client responses you've ever gotten from your work? You know, interestingly, as a lawyer, I would say when clients in the past write emails thanking me for the work I did on their case, and that's always a good feeling, or helping a client where... You know, the insurance company offers them $5,000 on a hurricane claim and their house is destroyed. And after working on the file, and sometimes it takes a while with court, but getting them a six-digit recovery or helping them put their lives back together, at least on that level, um, that's that's something that I would say. And, you know, as a, as a psychic, it's funny. Um, I have Google reviews, and people write me reviews after a reading, and getting feedback from people is important to me. I like to know, like, and, and I think that that feedback helps a lot. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback over the years. You know, obviously, you don't mess with every single person you interact with. But for the most part, on the overall, I've, I've enjoyed the positive feedback I receive from people I, I work with on whatever level that is, through the show, through my podcast, through my individual lawyering skills, or as a psychic. So everyone out there has a perception of you, an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, clients, colleagues. But ultimately, you live your life. You're in control of everything. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Interestingly, you phrased it that I'm in control of everything. And I don't feel like I'm in control of everything. And even if I sound confident, there's times I have inner doubt and struggle through mental health stuff, but I work through it. Um, I'd like to say we're all eight-year-old children inside ourselves. No matter how old we are, we still have that part of ourselves that likes to play, likes to have fun, likes to smile, likes to laugh, likes to get out in nature. But as adults, we get so wrapped in these roles that we're supposed to be, you know, you're a lawyer, you should be working all the time, or, you know, you're a podcaster, you should do whatever. I'm just trying to give an example that I think we forget and we lose, we lose that focus sometimes. And one of the things I've tried to do, especially during the pandemic and after is do the things that help remind me that I have an inner child in myself, that self-love is so pivotal and so critical. And if you don't love yourself, who's going to be able to love you sufficiently? And we all, a lot of us struggle with that. I think everyone struggles with it on some level, but we have a wall up or we put our fences up or we, you know, we have a hard exterior. And, and the one thing I'd say is, you know, I am one of those people. I, I close off some parts of myself because of prior pain in life, but I, I do the best I can every day. And I think that that's one thing. We all struggle on some level, but 
some of us may look more put together than others, but I think the reality is we all have something that we would like to improve or we'd like to fix or do over. And I think that's something that sometimes I find myself internally dealing with that I, I, I get through it, but I'm saying that's one of my struggles is trying to, you know, improve a situation in my life, like my personal life, or if it's a, a relationship or whatever, trying to find those right balances to things. And even if you can work with other people well, when it comes to your personal life, that, that can sometimes be a struggle because you like so much working with other people that you can neglect yourself. And I think I've taught myself with self-love and affirmations and meditation and the things I try to do for, you know, healing modalities and stuff. Um, I try to, I try to do that. I try to remind myself that none of us are stoic creatures like robots and we all need to experience all of our different emotions, all of our insecurities. There's a time and a place for that. And then you pick yourself up and you go forward. You do your work, you know, you, you, you socialize, whatever it is. But that would be what I would say. If anyone out there wants to learn more about your podcast, your spiritual work, your legal work, anything re- related to your world, where do they go? Uh, excellent question. I'll just say this. I, my podcast is the Social Psychic Radio Show, and it, it's uh, available on Apple Podcasts and, and most platforms where podcasts can be found. I just signed my show with Electric Half Media, and they're our production company, our, our media company. So you can go on electrichalf.com and find my show on there. I also have co-produced and co-hosted a new show called Psychic Visions, which we just launched with my best friend, Megan Kane, and that's also with Electric Half Media. We're on Instagram at Psychic Visions Podcast, and I'm on Instagram at The Social Psychic. So people can find me there, plus they can find me through my website, thesocialpsychic.com. I, I have a good presence online. Right on, Jason. This has been wonderful. Thank you for opening up. I appreciate it. Best of luck with everything. Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for your audience. Thank you for the interview and the opportunity. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, law, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>